Hey everybody, welcome back to PT Tech Talk Podcast. This is episode 102, and this is Dave Kittle. I'm a physical therapist and practice owner here in New York City, as well as a partner at cashbasedphysicaltherapy.org. With my partner there, Ron Miller, we're helping physical therapists from across the country get more leads, get more new patients, and establish time freedom. So check out cashbasedphysicaltherapy.org for more on that. And I am pumped to finally catch up with our interview, our guest today, Adam Peacock. He is one of the uh, team members and uh, partners at Strata PT. You can check them out at Strata, S-T-R-A-T-A-P-T.com. And we're going to hear everything about how it started as a billing company with his wife, Kim, and is now a full-fledged medical record management. We're going to hear all about it. Uh, Adam, first of all, thank you for your time. Thanks for jumping on here. And it's so excellent to uh, get you on the podcast to hear more about Strata PT. Yeah, I appreciate it, Dave. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So let's go back to the origin story. So originally, your wife, Kim, had uh, a billing company. And that's basically how all this started. Um, take us back to the time where she was helping physical therapy practice owners such as myself and others across the country she was helping them with their billing and uh, tell us how it went from Kim doing the billing and expanding into now this robust piece of software, practice management software, medical record, and uh, where it's now the full robust offering. And now you're in the business as well. Yes, it actually started back in uh, 2010. So Kim was actually the uh, director of operations for five different outpatient clinics here in Florida and Ohio. And, uh, she saw, you know, she saw the need for, you know, during that time she um, was, you know, she, she brought the billing in-house for those practices, and, uh, but she also saw the need for being able to help all practice owners um, with their billing. Um, she saw, you know, that the billing was getting more and more complicated, and um, that's when she ended up launching Strata PT in 2010. Um, so as you mentioned, yes, you know, it was originally Strata PT was founded as a, as a billing company, um, but shortly, it was only, you know, a couple years into it, um, she realized that, you know, the practices she was working with were using multiple systems. They had three, four different systems to manage their scheduling, manage their documentation, uh, manage, you know, just general operations. And then they had, you know, they had their billing, their billing system as well. And, you know, having those multiple systems, she also realized that, you know, most of them didn't communicate with each other. So there was a lot of inefficiency there going on that, um, you know, really, really drove her to uh, figure out how we could bring everything under one roof um, to have a, a truly all in, you know, all in one platform to manage the scheduling, the documentation, all the practice management, uh, but also have a, a team, you know, on the back end that's providing the service component uh, to manage the billing and uh, manage all the revenue and also provide benefit verification. So um, that's how, you know, in 2000, that was about 2012, uh, we were actually a approached by um, some engineers that were already in the PT industry. Um, they had a history of, of another, another platform that they, um, that they were working on and uh, that they had, had managed for years. But they also saw um, that, you know, the, a, a shift in the industry where a lot of the support they were receiving was billing related um, and realized that so many of the practices they were working with just had so many billing questions and did, didn't know where to turn. Um, so that's, that's what put them in hunt for looking for a, a billing company to work with and figure out how we could put our, you know, put our brains together and create a, a true all-in-one product. 
Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about your background and then when did you join the company and, and, and kind of what role you're playing right now? Yeah. So when I, uh, when Kim first started the company, I was in pharmaceutical sales. So I was, uh, I was, I was drinking the Kool-Aid in the, in the corporate world. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was uh, a few years that, you know, it was about 2015 um, when, you know, things were, things were shifting, you know, in the corporate world was, uh, much different than, than, you know, operating the small business world. And, uh, you know, at that time, the, the company was continuing to grow and, and Kim needed more, you know, needed help to, uh, you know, with the operations of the company. So I ended up leaving corporate America in about 2015 and, uh, and went, you know, went from a volunteer to actually working full time with her um, to continue to run the business and uh, work closely with, with the software engineers to continue to develop the product that it is today. That's awesome. So in the pre-interview and over the call that we had before this, we were talking about differentiators. We were talking about medical record companies and billing companies in general. And we're going to talk about uh, in today's interview, kind of the other op, not the other options per se, but kind of like the landscape and what can companies such as yourself, how can Strata PT be a differentiator? What are your differentiators? And the one thing that caught my eye was when you mentioned a new client, a new customer, uh, physical therapy practice owner, for example, there's not a software EMR that you'll use that you'll allow someone to use on its own. So basically, if a new new practice owner such as myself, if I were to approach you guys and do a demo and, and check out what you have to offer, um, I have to do or it's basically streamlined on it's on purpose set up on your end to make my life easier and make probably make things more efficient where I would have to do the billing through your service in order to use your EMR and vice versa. So I can't come in and do piecemeal and say, uh, I'm going to have my billing done in house or done somewhere else, but I want to use your EMR, uh, at strata PT, you guys will do it all or, and if not, then you're going to refer them somewhere else. So they're going to have to go uh, elsewhere. And I thought that was really interesting in terms of, knowing who your ideal client or your ideal customer is. And I think uh, that was a big differentiator that I picked up when we talked. And just like a, a physical therapy practice should typically have like, who's their ideal patient? Like who can they help best? Like, and that helps with marketing. It helps with sales. It helps with everything. So you kind of attract a certain individual and you may repel a certain individual, but when you're attracting your ideal client, it's probably going to be a lot easier for you guys. So do you internally, do you guys feel like that's a differentiator, like where you stand versus in the market? Yeah, absolutely. You know, a couple of things that we've always uh, hold, you know, held true to is from the beginning, first of all, staying in our lane with only focusing on, on PTOT and speech. You know, we've been approached by a lot of other, a lot of other practices and companies that want us to do billing and provide our platform for ophthalmology, podiatry, you know, a number of other specialties. And, you know, and, and we've always maintained the, the belief that if we want to, you know, be true, you know, truly be experts in what we're doing, then we need to be able to, we need to stay in our lane and, and stick, you know, and when it comes to the, you know, the software platform, could it be used for other specialties? Sure, it, it could be, but when it comes on the, on the billing side and making sure that we, you know, we continue to be experts um, to make sure providers are getting paid. Um, that's that's been a that's been a huge part of, of what we've done. So, you know, to your point, we've had we've had practices where you know that that have PT practices that just want to use our software, and you know we've we've had to turn those practices away and say, you know, for 
we've, you know, in order to, to work with Strata PT and, and use our services that you, you know, you get, you get everything. So not only the software platform, but all of the, the, the revenue cycle management services on the back end. So, um, you know, it's, I guess any business owner, you, you hate to uh, say, I'm going to turn, you know, turn business away. Um, but, you know, we've always, you know, held true to, you know, continue to be experts and we've done that, you know, by design. So focusing on PT, OT and speech, um, no ophthalmology, no other allied services or ancillary services, focusing on the, the rehab side of things. And even within that, do you have a certain uh, ideal practice or ideal client who is anywhere from startups to mid-tier to larger? Or like, what would you say is your average if someone's listening, if they maybe fit that, you know, how, how would they uh, kind of understand if, if you guys might be the right fit for where you're looking? Yeah, good question. So we, you know, we don't have from a, from a start, we work with plenty of practices and, you know, some of the greatest joy and success stories we've had is, is practice owners that are coming that don't even have a tax ID and they're, they're trying to say, you know, I, I want to do practice and uh, we've taken them from an idea to a, to a several million dollar practice. So, you know, the, but then also from an established practice standpoint, um, you know, whether it's a single location, multi-locations, multi-states, um, that, you know, the platform is, is designed in a way that it, it, it helps, you know, practices really is of all sides to be able to manage their business well. Um, so I, I wouldn't say there's a, you know, as long as they're within that, that rehab, you know, uh, discipline, then there isn't really a, um, I would say, you know, a preference over startups versus established practices. Um, you know, in our, our services, we're, we're treating startups the same way we would treat a staff practice. And, you know, and I guess, you know, part of that comes back to, you know, I think one of the other differentiators that we've seen over the years is, is really focusing on providing a level of customer service that, you know, unfortunately doesn't, doesn't exist in our industry and doesn't exist in a lot of industries anymore. Um, but, you know, it's, we, we love to, we love to see new practices start up out of the ground and become successful practices. But we also, you know, we also love to see an established practice mm -hmm. Um, take their level of efficiency, you know, improve their level of efficiency to something far greater than they've ever experienced. Yeah. Now on the customer service side of things, you had mentioned over our first call that, and I want you to tell the audience, what's the time if a practice owner submits a support ticket, a, a, an internal, you have an internal messaging system, basically like an internal chat, um, where if I am a practice owner, if I have a question, if I have an issue or something, What's your response time at Strata PT? Yeah, so right now our average response time is about 14 minutes. So, which you know is you know, and we've we've moved communications over to our designated you know within our platform. So we have you know practices, whether it's a therapist or a front desk or a, a practice you know owner that has a question, they're able to they're able to shoot a question over right through the platform, and you know that way, and then it goes right to their dedicated account manager. So. You know, that response time, that's something we really pride ourselves on um, because, you know, oftentimes, whether it's established practice or new startup practice, we want to make sure they are, they're receiving the level of support they need, um, whether it's a question about, you know, their documentation or a question about, you know, what the status of a particular patient account is. Um, so, you know, being able to have that platform, you know, the built-in, they can hop in and out in between patients and jump in. And when they come finish up with that patient, they're able to uh, have a, have an answer there. You know, it's uh, it's been it's made a huge difference, um, and it's just helped us take our customer service to the next level. Awesome. So not only is it a fast response time, but every new practice owner they get a dedicated 
account manager and they can contact them internally through your system. And I think you even mentioned you get like a direct phone number to that individual, right? If, as long as they're not like on vacation, maybe that get, gets bumped to someone else, but they'll be able to contact that person rather than the practice owner feeling like a number and not like a valued customer. Absolutely. And that, that's where, you know, each one, when we do a kickoff call with a new practice that we onboard, um, they have a dedicated phone number with a dedicated extension um, to their account manager. So if that account manager happens to be out for the day or out on vacation, then there's coverage from another account manager. So they always have a, a single point of contact. Um, each one of our account managers were, you know, set up to, they've got a team that they work with. Um, but the goal is that you know, we always want, we, we don't want practices to feel like they're just a number. Uh, we want to make sure that they are getting, you know, responses and have the level of support in as, as real time as possible. And, you know, we, we've set up a lot, put a huge emphasis on internal systems to help facilitate that, you know, and as we continue to bring on new practices to make sure that that customer service, you know, isn't, you know, isn't compromised because of, uh, you know, bringing on other practices. So it's, uh, you know, that the platform, to tell you the other thing, the platform we've seen and the feedback we received from practice owners is even if there's a the communication happening between the front desk and, you know, our, and our team, the all of those messages are archived they're all there visible for anybody to read unless you know unless there's certain permission levels that 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 message was assigned to um that they you know that may be only privy to a practice owner but um that gives you know it gives the practice owners really a thirty thousand foot view of all the communications that are happening um with their staff and our team and you know so that way you know if they if they want to check it out in the evening or you know whenever they get a chance to see what's going on then they have complete transparency to do so that's awesome. So definitely plenty of experiences and examples of dif differentiation and, and being kind of uh, practice owner and, and customer focused, almost like uh, the way that Amazon focuses on their end users. So um, let's talk about, we, let, let's talk about price versus value because we talked about all that great stuff first. So that's like when you're thinking about shopping around and looking around for a medical record or a company for billing or to do both together. Um, I've seen so many physical therapists, especially on these Facebook groups where uh, people are asking, like they're comparing just price only. So they're comparing like apples to oranges and they're comparing two names, two different medical records and saying, you know, this one starts at this dollar amount. This one starts at this dollar amount. You know, what do you guys think? Like what? And I don't, I don't know what it is, but I think hopefully with this series where we're interviewing other partners and CEOs and executives at different medical record companies, we can shine more of a light on there's other ways to minimize your stress and overwhelm, streamline your practice, make sure you get paid on time. Uh, and there's a whole team that like at Strata PT that can help you do that. So let's talk about price versus value. Like what are some things that either like objections or issues that you guys uh, run into or, you know, on, on price in general or what are some better ways that we could maybe look at things? Yeah, and I think you hit it really looking at, truly looking at the, the price versus the value and, and having a good understanding of what you're truly getting. Um, because, you know, there's, in, in on the billing side of things, it's, it's easy for a lot of companies to, there's been a shift over the years to outsource in an effort to reduce their cost, um, to be able to offer practices, you know, what appears to be a lower percentage. But I think the main thing we always talk about when, you know, we have a practice that comes to us and, and says, you know, they're, they're shopping around and we always encourage them to do so. See what's out there, figure out what's the best fit for your practice. Uh, and 
part of that is though looking at not only what that you know, let's say they're, they're, the services are based on a percentage of collections, not only looking at that, what that percentage is, but also what are you getting for that? Is the technology included? Is the service included? Is uh, what does their AR collection rate look like? You know, because we, you know, a lot of the practices that we have that transition over to us from other, other billing companies, when you look at their outstanding AR in 90, 120 plus days, you know, they're, they're leaving 20, 25, 30% on the table. So, that that difference in let's say saving a you know one percent on you know on the on the monthly you know what what it appears what's being marketed as you know the monthly quickly turns into that that amount plus an additional twenty percent twenty five thirty percent depending on what it is so you know that that's a huge part when we're looking at from a patient you know from a patient insurance collection standpoint is looking at what's actually being done um, but also asking the questions of how are you going to, you know, any billing company, you know, a lot of billing companies are going to say, oh, we'll do X, Y, and Z. We'll do a consistent, we'll follow up, we'll submit claims daily, this and that. Um, but what, you know, what type of, uh, you know, what are they doing to show that to you? Uh, what's an objective look at to, to support what they're saying they're going to do to make sure they're actually doing it? So, um, you know, I think looking at that depth, figuring out what you're actually getting, but also on the technology side to figure out what's actually included in this, in, you know, in my, in my monthly feeds, you know, am I, am I paying extra for appointment reminders? Am I paying extra for, for data storage? Um, am I getting verifications with that? Um, so there's a lot of different things to, to make sure you're truly comparing apples to apples. And, you know, and, and a lot of times, you know, a lot of times we find that what people truly aren't when you really look at the depth of, of this product and service being offered. And it makes a lot of sense, at least the, the pricing structure when like dealing with you guys or someone else where if I'm going to pay you a percentage of collections, uh, it, to me as a business owner, it makes a lot of sense because my interests are aligned with yours, meaning whatever you guys are going to help me follow up with, chase after, you know, check on those claims, resubmit claims if there's denials, all that type of stuff. Uh, I'm paying you guys a percentage of that or your customers are paying you a percentage of that and your interests are aligned with their interests versus just paying a software licensing fee or like a software recurring membership uh, m per month or per year um, without that, that full incentive. So um, is that, it seems like that with, at least on the billing side, that that is often the case with, uh, with percentages, but the thing that I like that you mentioned is you being able to show prospective customers your your accounts receivable, kind of like your track record. So how do you do that? Is that like, um, let's say if if this were a demo, if if I'm a prospective customer coming to you guys right now, I'm checking out Stripe PT, we're going through a demo, you're showing me everything. Um, how do you show a prospective practice owner? your performance of your previous accounts receivable? Are you showing me reports of uh, like redacted, uh, you know, like your performance of, of AR collections without the practice, other practices names on it? Like how, how do you present that to me? Yeah. And I think, you know, we always tell practices owners, there shouldn't be any secret when it comes to your revenue and, and what's outstanding. And, and, uh, and to your point, you know, our success, your success is our success. We're in it together. And, you know, and that's where, you know, we, we keep with, with that, you know, based on, um, you know, based on a percentage of collections, if we're collecting more money, you're making more money. Um, and, you know, it's just a win for everybody. Um, and, and it's an incentive to, to make sure we're going after every, every penny owed to, to the providers. So, 
Um, from a you know transparency standpoint, though, as I mentioned earlier, all too often that you know practice whether they're managing their billing in house or with an outsourced company, um, there there oftentimes isn't a level of transparency to see what does my true accounts receivables look like. And you know when we're going through demos, and and one of the you know biggest differences that we have on the billing side when it comes to billing transparency is what we call our, our strata clarity panel. And we rolled that out a couple of years ago um, in as an objective way to show practice owners or front desk, whoever's managing to keep an eye on the status of each patient's you know, uh, claims to say, what's the status at any given time? So every patient has what we call a clarity panel uh, within the platform. Anybody can go and access and see, here's the, here are the dates of service that have been, here are the charges that have been submitted. Uh, here's the status of each one, but also next to every single charge for every single patient, there's a play-by-play -play of what steps have been done from the initial claim submission to uh, when that, when the acceptance from the clearinghouse, acceptance from the payer, um, or if it was rejected, that would show back, that would show up as well. Um, so all the way through with the payments, how the payments were posted, all the adjustments that were made um, based on what was received on that remit that came back. So, you know, all the way through, and if there was a denial, then there's going to be clear notes from our, from our team that's, that shows a play-by-play -play of what steps are being taken, uh, whether it's a re, you know resubmission of that claim or a first level, second level, third level appeal that needs to be submitted. So, all of that you know, all that transparency is available, and that's made a huge difference to be able to, to not only you know to really support uh, you know the efforts that we're putting in. You know, and I I remember when we first rolled out the Clarity Panel, I had a friend of mine said, well, why why in the world would you ever open that up and show that you know show all the details of what you're doing? You know, what if you guys make a mistake? And you know, I kind of kind of laughed and I said, you know, that's if, if we're making a mistake, if there's something wrong and, and we make, you know, there's times where we've, we've made mistakes and, you know, but we use that as a learning opportunity to figure out um, how can we, how can we continue to improve and, you know, and, and make it, make it even better. Um, so um, the clarity panel has been a huge, uh, you know, it's been a huge, you know, really a inside look to what we're doing and provide a lot of practice owners with a lot of, you know, a lot more, you know, confidence in being able to see, you know, be able to let go and say, okay, I, I don't have to actually have more transparency by having Strata do my billing than I did with my in-house biller or with this other, you know, third-party company that we were working with. And, and what about more of the, you mentioned efficient tools in the pre-interview. So like other things that can help a practice owner with their operations, what are some common reports or, or common tools that you have internally that practice owners can utilize to get a better clinical pulse on their business or a better financial pulse on their, on their business? Yeah, I think one of the, one of the main things and by having everything truly under one roof and one system, it, it's, it's allowed for a really a seamless communication between the clinical side of the business, the administrative side of the business and the billing side. And we, we rely on what we call push notifications throughout the, the program that creates, you know, throughout the system that creates tasks. And so at any given time on each practice dashboard, there's going to be tasks that are, that are generated. Um, and a lot of those tasks are, are generated, you know, based on authorizations expiring or uh, looking at plan of cares, or have we even sent that, you know, have we sent that plan of care out for, for a signature? Have we faxed it out through the system? Um, have we collected that patient's copay? So, there's a number of tasks that are that are automatically they're all being generated in real time, um, and the system's also looking for those types of things like expiring authorizations. Let's say to say instead of having to pull a report and have someone go through and find all you know authorizations that are going to be expiring in the next two weeks, the system automatically identifies those and creates a a task that shows right up on the dashboard. So 
that's one of many examples of the whole task management system that really is at the core of, of the operations and helps, you know, helps practices have that, you know, 30,000 foot view each morning when they look at their dashboard and say, okay, what needs to be done? Whether it's a clinical task that, you know, a, a clinician needs to complete their documentation and submit the billing, or if it's more of an administrative task, or um, if, you know, if the patient is just a, wants to be reminded of their birthday, so upcoming patient birthdays, that's a nice, you know, PR type of task that shows up on the dashboard every morning. Um, so, you know, we're constantly looking at ways where, you know, and a lot of these tasks have been, have been created over the years and implemented based on pain points, you know, that the practice owners are, are facing. And, you know, we look at those and say, how can we, how can we turn that into, how can we reduce the burden of having to constantly pull reports and look through reports and bring it to their attention as efficiently as possible? And that's, that's really what we've done. That's awesome. So in terms of overall with Strata PT, it's most, most of your clients are, are on the insurance side of things, whether in network or out of network. So unless someone is a therapist who wants to be credentialed and start accepting and billing Medicare, um, we're talking in the pre-interview, like if, uh, if, if I'm cash based or if I'm mostly out of pocket, then you, you just said it, you were like, well then Strata, Strata PT wouldn't be for you. And I just, I love that because there's just so much clarity coming from, from your guys' side of things where, you know, if you're not the right fit, they're going to let you know. And if you are, then they're going to help walk you through and show you exactly what they have to offer. So in terms of what you're seeing on your side of things, um, what type of, uh, what type of growth or what type of, uh, yeah, what, what type of growth do you see with more therapists coming to you? Is it, um, is it, therapists that are trying to do some out of pocket, but they want to be credentialed with Medicare. Do you see new or existing practices that are shifting more to out of network or maybe remaining in network? I don't know. What, what do you see in the landscape of, of healthcare and outpatient rehab and in the EMR world? Sure. Yeah. Certainly a lot of changes that are you know constantly going on. I would, you know, years ago we used to have practices that are starting up and they come to us and they say, here are the 30 commercial payers I want, you know, Medicare plus the 30 commercial payers I want to be credentialed with. Let's, let's go ahead and do it. And, you know, and, and that's, you know, with the goal of thinking we're going to get more referrals out of that. But over the years, we've kind of seen that shift where it doesn't always make sense to be credentialed and get in a network with all these commercial payers, um, you know, and a lot of time with all these third party processors that are, that are involved with, you know, um, that are end up issuing contracts for much lower rates than they ever were before. Um, so, you know, I would say the typical, we're seeing a big shift lately um, with all of the cuts that have been going on, you know, reimbursement uh, impact on the Part A side for Medicare Part A. Uh, we're seeing a shift on a lot of, a lot of practices that are opening um, to do Part B home visits. Um, so that's, you know, whether it's an established Part A business that's open, you know, looking for an additional revenue uh, channel through opening a Part B business or just a therapist that's been working in home health setting for a number of years and wants to go out on their own. So, you know, we often have, we have, you know, whether it's an established party, you know, practice opening a new uh, business or a new, new grad or new therapist, they'll come to us and ask us to assist with the Medicare credentialing. So we'll help them, you know, get everything filled out, all their applications, link of the service that we provide only to the practices that we, that we end up managing the billing for. Um, and, you know, so I, I would say the biggest shift that we've seen is, is, you know, Part B home visits. Um, but to, to your point, you know, when we have practices that come to us that, um, that want to go the cash route and, you know, it's a phenomenal business model if they can, if they can do it. And, um, but I always tell them, you know, to be honest with them is we're not always the right fit for that. Um, 
So, but we, we also have practices that, that go and they, um, you know, do a mix of in-network billing and out-of-network billing, or, you know, they're, they're in-network with, you know, they're, they're contracted with, with Medicare, but they've decided to, to stay out-of-network um, with all the commercial payers, which seems to make more sense for them. Did that 8% cut on Medicare, did that go into effect yet this calendar year, or is that still eminent, or what do you see on your side? Uh, as far as on the Part, part B side? Um, you know, with, with the, the changes we've really been seeing on uh, that I was speaking to is really more on the Part A side and also the focus on that, you know, continuum of care, um, following that patient from, you know, part, you know, Part A home health from the facility when they're discharged, making sure they don't return back, you know, to, into the hospital. Um, so that's, you know, and that's, that's really what's, uh, you know, made a lot more providers shift to looking for that, that part, you know, Part B business. <clears throat> Awesome. Let's do a few, um, let's do a few like rapid, not rapid fire questions, but a few like short answer questions. First thing that comes to your mind, I'd love to just hear what you have to say. Ready? Sure. All right. What software or app is the most used that you most use to run your business or to, to do your job daily? You know, I'd say it's our, our own, our own tech, to be honest. Um, we've, um, and I won't get to a long answer. You probably want to keep them the short answer, but it's that's right. a whole nother, whole nother discussion <laughs> on the internal systems that we've developed over the years. But, um, you know, that, that's, that's where we, we've put a tremendous amount of focus on some, a lot of our internal platform as well that really runs our entire business now. Gotcha. Awesome. How about this? In the next five years, do you see, and whether it's home-based, like home care-based or a brick-and-mortar clinic, in the next five years, do you see or do you expect more therapy practice owners, business owners, or less, and why? I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see more over the next five years um, with the, you know, booming population and, and people living, you know, living longer, but also, again, the, the shift, uh, the shift from, you know, that, uh, that we're seeing from the part A into the part B, I'd say over the next five years, we'll see more. In the next five years, do you think there'll be more uh, insurance billing, the same amount, or less where there's clients and patients paying more out of pocket? Ooh, that's, a, that's a tricky one. I, I would say, you know, un, until, I mean, there's always the chance of, of things changing in the insurance world. Um, but I would say, you know, I would say over the next five years, I think we're going to continue to see uh, more Part B, you know, Medicare providers. Um, and I think less, less providers being contracted with some of the commercial and managing that more of a out-of-network setup. Gotcha. And uh, I, I can only imagine how challenging it was for you guys to go from a billing company to a full-fledged, robust medical record company, practice management and all that. In the future, if there's going to be more practice owners, which is what you said, does that mean, is there more room for other billing and medical record companies like you guys? Or do you think there would be the same or less through uh, consolidation or something like that? What do you think? Yeah, I think we're, you know, I think there's, there's certainly room and, you know, good friendly competition is always, always good in my opinion. Um, but I think it's going to continue to get more and more complicated. And, you know, and I think from, from an insurance standpoint, we, we see it already is companies are finding every reason possible uh, that they can deny claims with the hope that practices aren't going to have the time or companies aren't going to put the, the resources into following up on that. So, you know, I, I think that's, uh, I think there's certainly, certainly room for other, other companies. Um, but I, I, I do think there's going to continue to be uh, more value in having a true all-inclusive system that, that, that's managing everything like we're currently doing. 
Gotcha. All right. So not just you, Adam, not just you and Kim, but what is the future of Strata PT? You know, we're, we're going to continue, continue to, uh, you know, we've always uh, had, had steady growth, but in a, in a controlled way. And, you know, and our, our plan is to continue to, uh, you know, bring on new practices, um, but keeping our, keeping our growth controlled as well. We have no intentions on, you know, being a, a marketing powerhouse that just opens the gates just with the, you know, with the hope of, of bringing on new clients, um, because at that point, then, you know, we're not, we're not providing a level of service um, and, and our, our clients start to, you know, feel like they're just a number. And, you know, that's something we've refused to do over the past 10 years and uh, we refuse to do moving forward, um, you know, and, and let that greed take over. So, you know, I think that's where um, we'll continue to take care of our practices just like we've been doing um, and continue at a, at a steady, steady growth. Awesome. There was a, uh, there was something that we discussed off, off record or off video um, about a, a challenging time that you went through and that your family and your daughter went through and, uh, and as has a happy ending, I want to hear a little bit more about it. I want the audience to hear about it and then um, a little bit more about the, the foundation that was set up and how you guys are raising money for research. Absolutely. Yeah. And a little over a year ago, um, you know, we, we heard, you know, every parent's worst nightmare that our, our four-year-old daughter had cancer. Um, you know, it was a time that I, I can't even, it, it's hard to even process looking back at it now. Um, she ended up, was diagnosed with retinoblastoma, had an advanced stage tumor in her right eye. Um, it went from, I remember standing right here in this office and uh, getting, you know, a, a, a text from Kim when she had took her, she, uh, about a week prior, she just presented, they thought it was pink, they thought it was pink eye. She had redness in her eye. Um, so literally within 48 hours, we went from what we thought was pink eye to an advanced stage tumor in her right eye. So um, I remember leaving leaving the office and and Kim and I were out of pocket for for the first half of, of 2019, um, taking care and putting all of our focus on making sure that we put the, you know, we supported our daughter as she went through treatment. Um, thankfully, as you mentioned, she, she was able to ring the bell after uh, she ended up having her right eye removed um, and she's got a prosthetic now, is doing phenomenal. Um, she went through six rounds of chemo and ended up ringing the bell at the end of April. And um, shortly after that, you know, as we're going through treatment, we spent a lot of time and it was extremely humbling to, to spend six months on a pediatric oncology floor, you know, oncology floor, um, you know, as she was, as she was fighting, going through treatment. Um, but we also, um, she's always had a very positive spirit and uh, she, we spent a lot of time quarantined at the how when we weren't in the hospital, we were at our home um, because her, her immune system was so compromised. So um, during that time, we spent a lot of time baking and she made a lot of cookies and we, and we got to the point where Kim said, we got to get these cookies out of the house. You know, we can't just keep eating all these cookies. So um, we, we used that as an opportunity to pass out cookies to our neighbors and, you know, and that ended up being the, the beginning of what is now uh, called Kinsley's Cookie Cart, which is a 501c3 foundation that we, that we set up um, in, in May of last year. And, uh, you know, with the, with the goal of being able to give back and help other families and, and little warriors that are, that are fighting right now. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's been, a, you know, it's a, um, certainly flipped our world upside down, um, but it, it's been a blessing for, you know, today she's raised about $125,000 and, and we've wow. been able to create some, some good uh, partnerships with um, some, some great foundations like National Pediatric Cancer Foundation and, and Make-A-Wish um, to be able to fund some you know, pediatric uh, um, cancer research and also be able to grant wishes for 
for little kids to bring, bring more joy into their family. Well, you know, I really appreciate you being open to discussing it. Uh, I know I can only imagine that it cannot be easy to, to discuss it over just a podcast episode or even over a, a couple phone calls with me. Uh, so I, I really appreciate that. And, and everyone can kind of hear a little bit more uh, kind of like, like real life stuff, like what happens, you know, outside of business and real, real life things that, that, you know, you guys had to go through um, that whole experience. Has that, has that changed you and Kim? Like, does it, does it, had it changed like any way you look at business or the way you make plans or, or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly uh, given us a, a totally different perspective on life. Um, it's, it's um, you know, going from, you know, seeing what she went through and, and, you know, going from working very long days and, you know, um, you know, in the working on the business and, and we continue to do so, but it also made us realize how strong our team was and how strong our systems were that everyone just stepped up and in the, in the business continued to, to run like a well-oiled machine and we continued to grow throughout the year of 2019, even though Kim and I were, were focusing on, you know, getting our daughter through treatment and making sure we we're going to be able to spend future birthdays with her. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's the perspective that we have and, and really to focus on and, and truly value and understand what, what really matters in life. Um, you know, and, you know, we've all, you know, prior to, I know everyone, you know, everyone has a bad day, but, uh, you know, I say to myself often, even the most stressful days, someone else is having a worse day. And, you know, and that's something that's really helped us, you know, from even on the business side, you know, as, as business owners, there's a lot of, there's gonna be a lot of stress, you know, and a lot of, a lot of different hats you're wearing, but at the end of the day, um, you know, that certainly brought a whole different perspective, a different way to look at things. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing else I can say after that. Um, wow. But, uh, thank you so much for sharing again. Um, hopefully next time we have you guys back, you could have, uh, you can have Kim and maybe even Kinsley, if she's available, have all, all three of you guys jump on for, uh, for a recap yeah, episode and, and hear how things are going. Yeah, that'd be great. Love to do that. Yeah. If you get a chance, um, Kinsley's cookiecard.org is her, is her website and all her full stories on there, um, to check out. But yeah, just, I'd love for anybody to be able to check it out and uh, see all the great work she's doing now. <clears throat> yeah, guys, go ahead and check out that website. It's like I said, to Adam, uh, it was really well designed, like really, really well designed. I, I think it's great. It looks awesome. Um, and for more, if you are a physical therapist, if you're an occupational therapist, speech language pathologist, if you're a therapy practice owner and you want to hear more, go to stratapt.com, S-T-R-A-T-A-P-T.com. Other than that, the main website, Adam, what is a good place for someone to connect with you, whether it's LinkedIn or an email address, anywhere on social media, or, or even just the main website? What's the best way for someone to get a hold of you? Yeah, I think our, you know, our website's got a, got a lot of great content on there um, and you know, a, lot of, a lot of videos, a lot of testimonials on there as well to hear it straight from the practices that we work with. And, you know, and I think that's important um, to not only hear from, from someone like myself, but also hear from the practices that we work with. Um, so there's a lot of good information on there. Connect on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd encourage you to take a look at the website, take a look at some of the, the videos on there and also look at, you know, it's set up in a way for, to identify if there's certain, certain pain points that you have in your practice, you know, take a look and we, we try to present things that are very personalized and, you know, being able to provide personalized solutions to, to truly bring, you know, the best technology and the best service to the practices we work with. So 
That's awesome. Guys, go ahead and check out stratapt.com for more. And if you're still listening to this, then stay tuned for the next couple episodes. We're going going to be interviewing more CEOs and partners and executives at different medical record companies in the outpatient rehab world. So that way you can hear more about the background stories like we just heard from Adam and we'll hear more and more as we go. So go ahead and check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. This is Dave Kittle at PT Tech Talk Podcast, episode 102. Adam, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it, Dave.